That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Listen up now, don't get too far. You tuned in to hear some stories told by two ladies named Hillary. Hey! <laughs> We're back! <laughs> Round two. <laughs> you too. We only got three minutes recorded and the storage got full. But hey, we're back. We're That's KC. I'm Hillary Holt. I'm Hillary Batliner. And uh, we chat true crime and paranormal. We've already said all this I shit. Know. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas slash surrounding areas or wherever we find another state because we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Hillary Holt. Did I already say that? You just said that. And did you say your name? Yeah. This is episode this is, 60. This is what's happening today, guys. This is episode 60. We're um, just going to keep repeating everything. Every, <laughs> um, usually, an oh, even episode help is... <laughs> Is um, paranormal. Paranormal. But this but, week we've got a great theme going on, so well, we're gonna do both. I'm not great. It's great. It's it's interesting. It's a Kansas Histor- theme. It's like a Mister- historical, historical theme. theme. Yes, like it's both. Uh, 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 what? What do we do? True crime, paranormal. And, yep. What's that? Categories. There we go. <laughs> it covers both categories. Yep. Uh, so, Casey stuff. Let's, let's okay, go. forget it. Yep, let's go. We tried. Um, Casey stuff. I just <laughs> the first time was really good, guys. <laughs> well, and then we for the and most then part. we stopped, and then it was nope, <laughs> no nope. brains don't work. Anymore. Um, so I got tea addicts. I've had it before. Um, Scoby Masters kombucha, cherry lime, um, which is funny because we have it. Just side, sidetrack. We have it at wheat neighbor table, and it just says because it says tea biotics mm-hmm. on a. Big sign that says tea bag kombucha. People still think, think it's, it's tea. tea. I go, no, no, no. And when I grabbed it, kombucha. and then started shaking, I go, don't. Don't shake. That. Oh, boy. Oh, um, Lord. Because it says do not shake. Uh, it literally says kombucha on it. Yeah. Uh, keep refrigerated. Do not shake. It literally says do not shake on the bottle. Um, that would involve reading for people to understand that. Well, uh, uh, Facebook, the Scoby Master. Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, T-Biotics. Um, wow, they had the Scoby Master? They mm-hmm. got that? as a. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, once kombucha started popping up, would have gotten that name. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Oh, I mean, Facebook, you can nice. make, you can have multiple true. names, but. True, true, true. Hey. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Made and it's next. delicious. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's Locked. good. Taste tea bags is good on like taste and it's mm-hmm. good for your uh, insides. Mm-hmm. Your insides. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll yeah. talk about our weekend again. <laughs> that did not get recorded. <laughs> Ran halted the speedy version. I on Sunday uh, on I went Sunday. to the zoo yeah. and watched Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. And then Monday I, I did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tried to art and then I tried to and I got like a, a circle bit. done and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know why. I <laughs> I was feeling it on like Saturday and Sunday when I was thinking about it, and mm-hmm. then Monday came around. I was like, Nah, no, nope. change my mind. Mm-hmm. Screw it. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, I had a bunch of shows this weekend. Mm-hmm. Two. Oh, I just hit my nose against the <laughs> mic. Uh, two at Comedy City and uh, three at uh, 
kick, and I was supposed to have one on Sunday hosting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I canceled because there wasn't that many people that showed up. It was also just a weird vibe that day for some reason. Maybe it was just me because I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> Sleep, please, me, right. help. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was so good. We had like a, a panel beforehand of like uh, being like an indie troupe and stuff and like coming together. We can like get coaching and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, making money. <laughs> making money. Which was the object making of the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, uh, what is it, yesterday? <laughs> It yep. was I went to the uh, Victory Project Golf Tournament for Sporting Kansas City's charity, and I got to just ride around um, with, well, I that I chose that, because yeah. as soon as that email came in, I got it, and I was like, which one can I just drive a golf cart around and not sit somewhere? Um, and it was just driving the photographer around to catch pictures of all the groups and, like, different stuff and action shots. So, yeah, it was super fun. Action shots. Action. Mm-hmm. I can't redo it. Stop. Keep doing it. Um yeah, which was fun, but there was one group that we had to go up to because I had, was like writing just to make sure I got everyone. I had a piece of paper and just would like just check the placards on their golf carts, um, so I, I could just like sneak up and be like, "Got it, okay, I'm gonna go sit back here and not talk to anyone." Which everyone was super nice that day. I was just yeah. like, "I don't want to." Um, mm-hmm. It was it was fine. Yeah, uh, but there was one group that I didn't have it, and I had to go up and talk to I like just ask like what group they were with um <laughs> and uh one of the guys in it recognized me from because he went to the show this Saturday for family game night um at 6 30 at Casey Improv in Westport Green Room Burgers <laughs> in the Westport Coffee House just in case you haven't heard me say it a million times somehow anyway um but yeah because I asked and um he I was like, what show he came to? And he said that one. And then, like, kind of where he was sitting at, he was, like, on the, uh, well, for me, stage right. So facing the stage, like, front row. And I was like, oh, that's the side where the child booed one of my jokes. <laughs> Everyone laughed. And he goes, yeah, but he wasn't one of mine. <laughs> I said, well, it's good, but it was funny. I mean, it was, it was, the boo was just deserved. Everyone was just being nice. Like, some people laughed at it. Some people just didn't. And this kid, this child just, like, waited. <laughs> Like, he didn't boo right away. He just, like, thought about it. And it's like, because we tell him, uh, laugh if you like it. You can boo if you don't. That's how we learn. Uh, but he waited on it for a second. And, like, as I was, like, slowly turning around to from telling my terrible joke that I knew was bad, but I said it anyway. Um, and he goes, boo. <laughs> He's going, hey, honestly, that's fair. <laughs> and then we just continued on with it. But, yeah, so it was funny. I was just hoping that would. Like, I was secretly just in my brain hoping that would happen just in general yeah. whatsoever there. Because um, there's, like, enough people there. Um, and, uh, but also, like, in front of a sporting player. So I can be like, look at me. And then I'm going to walk away. But not before I tell you about the show so you can come to it. But that didn't happen. That's all right. He's okay. Um, he's okay. Uh, what else? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. It was, all, it was a pretty chill day. It was super nice. It's a very nice day. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. My body's not. No. No. I don't want rain. I hate rain. Mm-hmm. Because people stupid. People dumb. People dumb drive. And then no one can drive. 
everyone's turning around willy-nilly mm-hmm it's like no it's it's just it's just melted snow <laughs> it's just wet just a little wet so just like slow down and not be a jerk <laughs> my word um uh yeah where are we Oh well, yeah, Sweet. yeah. We I feel like we, there were other stuff that we talked about in the first attempt, but I can't remember. I feel like what we it was. talked about more, but it was like fluff. Oh, the freeze pops. Freeze pops. Freeze pops, and those led to wine ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wine ice cream, and then Casey wine, Casey wine co. Yeah, Casey wine co. Slushies pops. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised for Kansas. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, so they can do it. Hmm, interesting. Except for that, yeah. To the, oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Toilet wine. Uh, <laughs> make your own toilet wine and freeze it. <laughs> Gross. Uh, okay, yeah, so our theme, uh, because it has uh, a little bit of both, is about Jesse James. Well, uh like it's cool but also like you'll understand yeah. um if you're not yeah he's just like yeah no Mm-mm. yeah no yeah 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 true crime and then we'll get to the burn or sh- okay um <laughs> i have so much information <laughs> Uh, oh, hold on. Quick sidetrack. Um, I was asked today if the what is labeled as creamy tomato basil had milk in it. Nope. <laughs> I go, I go, yes, the creamy, I said the creamy tomato basil. Yes, it does have milk in it. I said it just very quickly. And then one lady walked in and was completely oblivious that it was no longer YJ somehow. Because <laughs> like, it's so clean in there. There's a sign on the door. The menu is completely different. It was like you, it's first of all, it's very bright and it's clean. And you were told hello when you walked in the door. I was like, she hadn't been in for a while. I was like, all right. Because I was like on my way out. So I was just fixing, like, I was getting the soup so I could eat it before I finish up my research as usual. Um, day of. Um, and then I was like, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna keep, I can't. Which I'm glad, I'm glad I wasn't on the register that time because I couldn't. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Are you okay? Uh, how did you get here? Um. Anyway, okay. All right. I don't know what that uh, got me to think of for that for some reason, but it was funny. <laughs> Does this ice cream have cream in it? No. Does it say it's dairy free? Yeah, it's cream. Does this is this milk have dairy in it? I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have, well, our only vegan option is um, a no bake cookie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a vegetarian, and that's salads and 
Oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you with my food stories? It's fine. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Keep breathing. Keep holding. Stop holding your breath. Stop holding your breath. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Jesse. All right. Here we go. Jesse Woodson James was born on September 5th. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because you said it's birthday. Yeah. It's birthday. It was last week. Yeah. A week ago. Um, September 5th, 1847 in Clay County, Missouri, near the site of present-day uh, Kearney. This area was largely settled by people from the Upper South. Yeah. Uh, especially Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Upper. Upper meaning, um, like, northern. Above Florida. Above Florida. <laughs> not upper as in, like, class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not sorry, uh, especially Kentucky and Tennessee, and became known as Little Dixie. Blah, blah. Uh, Jesse had two full siblings, older brother Alexander Franklin Frank uh, James, um, a brother. Oh, whoops! I for, I forgot I added in the thing because I found another thing. I forgot to take things out. So he had three full siblings. We get to that. Uh, and a, a brother Robert, but he died in infancy. And poor uh, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh no! It would have said childbirth. <laughs> no, it's yeah, like SIDS or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Which was probably like SIDS or something. Yeah. Um. And younger sister, uh, Susanna Lavinia James. She's like such a yo, such a old, such an old name. I don't know where the Y was coming from. Such an old name. Um, yes, yes. His father, uh, Robert S. James, uh, farmed commercial hemp in Kentucky uh, and was a Baptist minister before be- before coming to Missouri. Uh, after he married, he migrated to uh, Bradford, Missouri and helped found William Joel College in Liberty, Missouri. Interesting. I saw that and I was like, oh, I gotta, I'm going to leave that in. Yeah. And dad. Yeah, well, uh, he also held six slaves, <laughs> so we go figure. Uh, from Upper South, uh, more than in in Upper South, and more than a hundred acres of farmland. Uh, Robert left the family and traveled to California during the gold rush to minister to those searching for gold. Should have stayed home, Robert. He died. Uh, probably. <laughs> he died. He dead. He dead. Uh, what is that? A squirrel. He's dead. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but it's, uh, it said probably of cholera. Uh, in a gold mining camp in 1850 when uh, Jesse was just three years old. After Robert's death, Zerelda, which I like her name. Her as a person. But I like her name. Uh, was responsible for her three children as well as five enslaved children and one adult. Uh, so I don't know what happened with the slaves that Robert had then. I don't know. One left or the heard about like the others heard about it and then like they left. I don't know. Um, or oh, never mind. That's six, five children and an adult. That's six slaves. Got it. She remarried. Yes. Mm-hmm. First to Benjamin Sims. Uh, just did not last long. Uh, then in 1855 to a doctor named Reuben Samuel who moved into the uh, James family home. Jesse's mother and Samuel had four children together, Sarah Louisa, Louisa, John Thomas, 
Fanny Can, uh, Quantrell. I was like, poor girl. And Archie Peyton Samuel. <laughs> that's her middle, like her middle name. Yeah, like those are all, that's all their middle names. Sarah Louisa, John Thomas. So Sarah Louisa Samuel, John Thomas Samuel, Fanny Quantrell, Quantrell. Samuel, and Archie Payton Samuel. I think Archie Payton sounds him. Archie Payton. Archie Payton something. <laughs> also, uh, Zerelda and Samuel acquired a total of seven slaves. Again, go figure. Um... Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Are oh, they got seven more? Anyway, I don't really want to know. On your tiny farm. Who served mainly as farmhands. Okay, so it's been seven more. I mean, as farmhands and tobacco cultivation. Yeah, you have plenty. You just had four more. You had so You had more. You literally have... Uh, you have... You have... What's that? Four, five, six, seven. You have... So you have as many slaves as you have children. So let those people go and make your kids work for it. Anyway, whatever. Past is the past. Uh, Known as a strong-willed, opinionated woman, Zerelda was the head of the household for years to come. And I'll make... That comes in like a little bit later, too. Yeah. Like half pin. It's just her personality, like a quote from her later. Um, Just to... Grew up on the farm. Didn't work on it. Lazy bum. Um, he <laughs> was popular in the community and outwardly religious. Some townspeople believed he might become a minister like his father. The Civil War, however, derailed this possible career path. Um, yeah, derailed this possible career path. Probably because of uh, her coming a Confederate sympathizer. They were before that, so that's not exactly why. Uh, with his brother, Frank. But also joining William uh, Quantrill's. Not not. Quantrell, his sister's middle name, uh, Quantrill's vicious Missouri guerrilla force and participating in the cold-blooded murder of 25 unarmed Union soldiers in August of 1863. We'll get to that more in a second, too. Uh, As slave owners with southern roots, the James family uh, joined Governor Claiborne Fox Jackson in supporting the Confederacy during the Civil War. Uh, Yep. Uh, Frank fought at the Battle of Wilson's Creek under the command of General Sterling Price and afterwards joined up with the Confederate guerrillas and raiders. Uh, because Missouri was a border state with, sympath- with sympathies for both sides, it became the site of vicious skirmishes started by both Union militia and Confederate raiders. Uh, each side struck brutally harming civilians and crippling the economy. Yeah. Um, in eight. 1863, Union soldiers visited the James farm. They were seeking information about Confederate guerrilla bands. They were not doing their research very well. Uh, the soldiers hurt and threatened Jesse James and his family. You shouldn't have done that. Sorry. Can't be a good guys, but also be a jerk. But um, it's kind of... Yeah. America. This is America. Mm-hmm. That's why... Hmm, that kind of sounds interesting for today's thing. Anyway, Democrats. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh, shortly after this incident, uh, James joined his brother Frank and a guerrilla unit led by William Bloody Bill Anderson. James uh, adapted quickly. Another, another Missourian... 
James adapted quickly to a lifestyle that would set the pattern for the rest of his life. Plan and attack, flee and hide. What a bitch. Right? (laughs) (laughs) You attack, you better be able to... Mm, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna run. Nah. Run away. Uh, in the summer of 1864, James was shot in the chest during a guerrilla raid. By the morning of September 27th, 1864, however, he was well enough to be part of an 80-man raid on Cent- uh, Centralia, Missouri. Led by Bloody Bill, the guerrillas terrorized the town and murdered 22 unarmed uh, Union soldiers in what is called the Centralia Massacre. Hours later, at the Battle of Centralia, the guerrillas killed and hor- horribly mutilated over 100 soldiers in the 39th uh, Missouri Infantry. U.S. Volunteers. Hold on, I have to burp. Uh, James took credit for killing their Union uh, commander, uh, Major Andrew Av. Uh, Johnston. Mm-hmm. I did it. It was me. Um, mm. Mm. Boop. Bye. Boop. Bye. Booped him. Uh, At the end of the Civil War, Jesse James was shot by Union cavalry men at his attempt to surrender. As he attempted to surrender. He didn't attempt very well. That also. Uh, Jeez. Like, there's so much of this that's just like, oh, this is still, like, fairly relevant, but in a different way. None of it's good whatsoever. Uh, let's just, let's just, uh, can we just like unplug and we'll plug it back in <laughs> and maybe start over. Uh, his cousin, Zerelda Z. Mims, um, whom he, whom he later married, mm-hmm. nursed him back to health. Yeah. Uh, while some of his former war comrades took to robbing banks and stagecoaches. Uh, once well, Jesse began his career as an outlaw, joining a motley band of, Ex-soldiers, Motley's a fun word, Motley Band, and Common Thieves, Jesse and Frank staged the first daylight bank robbery in U.S. history on Valentine's Day in 1866, making off with $57,000 of the hard-earned cash of the citizens of Liberty, Missouri, from the Clay County Savings Bank. Yeah, roughly like $3 million probably. Um, and an innocent bystander was shot. Uh, for the next decade, the James gang would steal many thousands of... Uh, more from banks, stores, stagecoaches, Jesus, uh, trains, ha, uh, trains. Speaking of, I didn't have the time to find find a uh, train sound for the last episode, but yeah, 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 chugga chugga. Uh, including, including in eighteen sixty eight when Jesse and Frank took part in robbing a bank in Kentucky. Um, in December 1869, Jesse's name appeared in the newspapers for the first time. He and his gang had held up the Davies County Savings Bank in Gallatin, Missouri. Though the robbery brought little cash, Jesse James shot the cashier whom he thought was the man who killed Bloody Bill Anderson a month after the Centrilla Massacre. This act of revenge and a daring escape brought Jesse into the public eye. What would a bank cashier, first of all, what would a bank cashier have? Yeah, but, well, okay. So I guess everyone did have guns back then. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, kill Bloody Bill. So, like, maybe kill Bloody Bill when he tried to rob it, and he only went there to, like, rob it and then shoot the guy? Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Supposedly he's dead. Yeah. So you're right. Uh, yeah. Well, that is why well, that's logic. That's not necessary. Trump supporters, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's fake news. <laughs> I can't do the voice out of the hand, so I can never sneak it in unless I do it really quick. Unless I go like, <laughs> yeah. I'll wait until you look down. Uh, Jesse James came to crave and demand public attention. He wrote letters to John Newman Edwards, the editor of the Kansas City Times, uh, claiming his innocence or explaining his deeds. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Edwards, who wanted the Confederates to regain power in Missouri, published James's letter. What does this sound like? Trump and Fox News? Yes, let's listen. Uh, hold, buckle up. Uh, I'm just saying. That's what it sounds like. Uh, he also wrote elaborate editorials praising James as a Robin Hood figure and making him a symbol of Confederate defiance during the period of Reconstruction when Unionists were in charge of the state government. Golly! Yeah. No. He's a terrible person. And I'll tell you why. Despite the reality that the James brothers' crimes preyed on preyed as much on the common folks as on the very rich, and they did little to spare the lives of innocents caught in the crossfires. The Robin Hood myth, however, ignores the the facts that, like, a little girl uh, was shot in the leg during a botched robbery at the Kansas City Fair. Get to that in a second. Again. Uh, the train engineer killed when the, the James gang derailed his locomotive, or the dozens of other innocent bystanders murdered or maimed by Jesse Frank and their gang members. Hmm. I wish people could see my face right now. Because it's like, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. History repeats itself in different ways, I'm just saying. Just saying. Anyway. Anywho. In a similar way, just called different things. There's more laws now. But, um, anyway. Meanwhile, uh, the James brother, that's, that'll get in a whole right page. Like, we don't need to no, go to No, we can't right even, we can't, can't stop. I can't, can't stop. I'll just yell and it'll, so many mistakes have been made on both sides. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, I mean, we will. We can do it. It could be an episode. I don't care. It's our podcast. Do what we want. Yeah, we did. You're welcome. Yeah. Just saying, hey, marry a bit. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, the James Brothers united with Cole Younger. And his brothers, all former Confederate guerrillas, the James Younger gang conducted a string of robberies from Iowa to Texas and from Kansas to West Virginia. Uh, so like they just left Oklahoma alone. Wait, from when? Where? I uh, oh Iowa to Texas. Hold on. That's just like a big X. Hold on. Iowa to Texas, Kansas to West Virginia. So why don't they just say from Texas? Was, no, because it's like because I was going it, diagonal, I guess. Yeah, diagonal down. It'd be and like down to, going straight. Yeah, so they didn't. It's going east. Yeah, they just stayed like Kansas, Texas. Okay, I don't think so. Yeah. So they went like sa- yeah south, yeah like so like what's that southwest and east. Interesting, interesting pattern. Well, I guess greater. They probably didn't really know where they were going. <laughs> they just ran, ran, and they're just like, "This is roughly where we're at." Uh, 
where it took the train and it can only go certain areas or light or she can only go certain places. Oh, yeah, because rivers and stuff, and there's not bridges and whatnot. Huh. Yeah, also probably just lost. Uh, they robbed banks, stagecoaches, and yeah, uh, and even a fair in Kansas City where that little girl was shot in the leg. Uh, in 1873, they turned to robbing trains. In most cases, they stole money from the train safe rather than from passengers. It's not bad, but still, it's very inconvenient. Um, yeah, on April 24th, 1874, Jesse James marries his cousin. and his relative Mims. Uh, together, they had four children. <laughs> Ew. A son, Jesse, twin boys, Gould, G-O-U-L-D, Gould, and Montgomery, who died in infancy. Yeah. Maybe their names had something to do with it. No, no I'm just kidding. That's Yeah. Oh, that's a mom. Maybe that's a mommy. Maybe that's a mom issue. He's got mommy issues. Ah. Mm. Mm. Mother. Z. Z Mims. No. Ugh, gross. Yeah. But also, it's. And she's your cousin. And she's your cousin. Yeah. Uh, and, uh,. Mary. So yeah, it just says Mary. Jesse. Jesse. So after him, Gold and Montgomery. Gold and Montgomery don't survive. And Jesse and Mary do. Well, it's just like what are the names? What is happening? Like Kate, but then Pippa. Right. Right. No, Pippa. Middle. Okay. Anyway. Um. Agents for the Pinkerton Detective Agency had been pursuing the James brothers since 1871. After Jesse and Frank robbed a train at Gads Hill, uh, Missouri, in January 1874, the Pinkerton's National Detective Agency was called in to hunt them down. Founded in Chicago in 1850, just in case you weren't aware, uh, by Alan Pinkerton, a Scottish immigrant who had served as the first full-time detective on the Windy City's police force, the private agency was experienced in capturing train robbers, which I think, I'm pretty sure Pinkerton is still, like, fairly active as a PI. Mm-hmm. Stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty neat. Mm, I need to watch that. And then, what was the other one? James Small? I think I need to watch, yeah. James Smalls or something like that. I think I... Charlotte, 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 yeah, okay. I can't remember the other ones, but... Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, they did so much. They did. Um, in March 1874, after the agency took on the case of the James gang, a Pinkerton detective searching for Jesse and Frank in Missouri wound up dead. <laughs> While, uh, yeah, hmm. Weird. Fright a gang who has no respect for human life whatsoever except for their family. No, you fool. Uh, while a Pinkerton agent who uh, pursued the brothers' fellow gang members, Cole and Robert Younger, in another part of the state, was also killed. Huh. Uh, catching the James brothers became a personal mission for Alton Pinkerton, an abolitionist who had aided slaves on the Underground Railroad and covered a plot to assassinate. Uh, oh, oh, okay. He who well he did uncovered a plot to assassinate uh, President-elect Abraham Lincoln and gathered military intelligence for the federal government during the Civil War. So he's pretty. Ah, okay. He's pretty. 
Alan, Alan, man, that's a good dude right there. His intentions were there for the for the country at the time. No, but hey, no, 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 no. I yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, shortly after midnight on January twenty fifth, eighteen seventy five. It was a day after my birthday, but many years before it. A hundred, let's see, a hundred and, um, uh, 12 years before. 75 plus, I mean, 17, 17, 117 years before. 1875 minus nineteen ninety two. 100 because 75 is 100 and then to get to 92 is 17 look at that mom did you hear that uh look mom i mean listen mom i did math um a group of pinkerton agents acting on a tip that jesse and frank were at their mother's farm in fact they were no longer there uh carried out a raid on the place the agents threw (laughs) a raid they didn't go and they no the agents threw in uh what an in, in oh insid insid insidiary goodness device into the farmhouse and it says incendiary flammable yeah a flammable device into the farmhouse uh, setting off an explosion that fatally wound wound wounded jesse and frank's eight all oh, eight-year-old half brother and caused their mother's relative to lose part of her arm Following the raid, public support for Jesse and Frank increased, and Missouri state legislator even came close to passing a bill offering the men amnesty. Uh, the James brothers also launched an intimidation campaign against their uh, perceived enemies near Zerelda's farm, and in April of that year, one of their mother's neighbors, a former Union militiaman who had assisted the Pinkerton agents in preparing for the raid, was shot to death. They don't mess around. And then Alan Pinkerton never pursued his hunt for Jesse and Frank any further. Smart. Smart man. Unfortunately, you had to do that. Um, On September 7th, 1876, the James Younger gang tried to rob a bank in Northfield, Minnesota. The robbery was the gang's first serious disaster. The Younger brothers were caught and sent to prison. The James brothers fled and eventually settled in Nashville, Tennessee, where they lived under assumed names. Jesse became Thomas Howard and Franklin Frank sorry eh, became uh, BJ Woodson. <laughs> so Jesse Woodson James. Oh. So he just took his name. And then Thomas was one of his brother. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. So, I don't know. Maybe. It's like, you still look the same. Anyway, um, in 1881, Governor uh, Thomas T. Uh, Crittenden, 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 I think I slightly said it the first time correctly, issued a, 
I don't know, uh, issued a proclamation for the arrest of Frank and Jesse James by 1882. Uh, Jesse James had moved his family back to St. Joseph, Missouri. Still using his alias, uh, Jesse passed himself off as a cattle buyer and brought two new men, Robert and Charlie Ford, big mistake um they were not war comrades but thugs uh, with no loyalty to the confederate cause uh foreshadowing uh into this <laughs> gang it. It. uh into his gang to help him scout banks for future robberies uh james uh jesse was unaware that robert ford had already taken the governor uh talked with governor Crinton, crittenden uh, about getting a reward of us $10,000 and a pardon for killing him. Keep keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Uh, what was it? Robert was smarter than Jesse. Uh, on, although he did him dirty, but it's... Anyway, uh, on... Yeah, he did. But it should have been more like... Okay, anyway, uh, on April 3rd, 1882, Jesse James's robbing and killing spree would come to an end. Robert Ford decided to betray and uh, murder. Well, I don't know if he decided. He was already there. He, that was his intent. Was betray. That was his in, That was his intent the whole time. That was his whole goal. Um, uh, and murder uh, uh, Jesse in cold blood. Yeah, like lukewarm blood. Uh, agreeing to... <laughs> Do one last bank heist with James. Robert and his brother Charlie had gone over to uh, Jesse's house to discuss logistics. While reading the newspaper, Jesse learned that one of their fellow gang members and Ford's um, friend, or was it like their cousin or something? Anyway, um, uh, Dick Little <laughs> confessed to <laughs> Little <laughs> Little Dick. Yeah, Little Comma Dick. <laughs> <laughs> little, little comma dick, but I'm going to spell out comma. <laughs> oh, confessed uh, to killing, uh, to helping to kill Wood Height. <laughs> what are these fucking names? I know, right? Oh, who was James's cousin? Okay, that's what it was. Their okay, friend. Gotcha. I was like, I knew I read it, but I just couldn't remember what order. <laughs> uh, it was Ford who, but it turned out it was actually. Uh, Ford, who Robert Ford, who actually shot Height. Um, surprised that f- the Ford brothers hadn't mentioned the matter, James became suspicious of them but didn't say a word. Fool. Instead, he walked over to the living room and began cleaning a dusty picture on the wall. You know, when you just like don't know what to do, <laughs> you just start cleaning and something, and you're just like, oh, I'm nervous, uh, uh, look busy. Um, you fool, you should have turned it, we should have taken it off the wall and turned around. Um, as legend has it, what happened, uh, it's uh, that was when uh, Robert Ford cocked his pistol and shot uh, Jesse in the back of the head. I know what a big move, but but hey, like yeah, you should face yeah, yeah. I was around to talk about pin that. Yeah, uh, as secretly promised to the Ford brothers, Governor Crittenden immediately pardoned them. Well, not immediately he like took a second, kind of because they they went to jail and they're like, whoa, what? Like, what the fuck? But, well, probably said it. I don't know. Fuck's probably been said a long time. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been said for a while. Um, and then there was like, oh, he, he tried like play it off. And then they're like, come on, man. And then you pardon them uh, for the murder of uh, Jesse. But the swiftness of the pardon were bad optics for them. The two 
fled Missouri despite only receiving a small portion of the prize money. Fools. Uh, which are actually smart so they can get out of there because people liked it. So they're not murdered. Uh, Charlie eventually committed suicide in 1894, which is like two years later. Uh, but as for Robert, um, <laughs> karma, uh, after, um, ha. <laughs> I like this wording, so I keep it sometimes. After hopscotching from town to town, Ford opened up a saloon in Creed, Colorado in June 19, 1892. So 100 years before I was born, before we were born. Math. Um, a man named Edward O'Kelly <laughs> walked into his saloon, offered him a quick greeting. Hello, Bob. Uh, oh, wait, Irish. Hello, Bob. No, I can't. Oh, fuck. I tried to do Irish and it didn't work. I don't know how that I don't know how that sounds. Anyway, uh, and then shot him dead with a sawed-off shotgun. Ford uh, died immediately. Yeah. So, and then you literally, you literally, you don't literally, you didn't shoot yourself in the foot. You shot yourself in the face. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so, for 16 years, Jesse James and his gang robbed and murdered people in a half dozen states. They held a chilling grip on Missouri. Fear of the uh, James gang prevented many homesteaders from coming to Missouri and new businesses from investing in uh, the, the economy. In Missouri's economy. Uh, after uh, Jesse's death, people lived with less fear and affairs in Missouri became more peaceful and prosperous. Frank? James eventually surrendered to uh, Governor uh, Crittenden and Zerelda Samuel's mother uh, showed off her infamous son's grave to visitors. Jesse James's gravesite is located in Kearney, Missouri. His mother had the following epitaph. See, I knew that word. Epitaph. But I couldn't say whatever word I was trying to say earlier. Uh, inscribed for him in loving memory of my beloved son, murdered by a traitor and coward whose name is not worthy to appear here. That's my favorite fucking headline. Like, I, oh my God. Like, damn. Friends and family members who had supported and protected Jesse. During his years as a raider and outlaw, remain loyal to him, Ugh. Mm-hmm. E- even in death. I guess like, we so all have the so same. like everyone else who may or may not have kind of possibly met him at that point. Yeah, they like we all have the amplify same that he's mentality. so great and so amazing. It's like holy shit! It's like <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool that maybe not. your great grandma like had dinner with Jesse James. Yeah, but, but also he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, and I wish your great grandmother had shot him, that? like just then and there. And like, also, like, why did that dinner happen? What was your grandma doing? I'm just saying. Well, it was like because they were traveling so much, they would just stop uh, off and just be like, just either by off. force or just like, hey, we need a meal or something, and they yeah. would just kind of play it off as they were. Oh, well, charming is yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Loyal to him even in death. Uh, Jesse became the source of numerous songs, books, articles, festivals, and movies, which painted slightly different pictures of this controversial Missourian. Yeah, he was an outlaw. Romanticized him. Cowboy. Stupid. Ugh. Interest in Jesse and the myth that he was a good-hearted hero of the common folk remains popular to this day, but hopefully not anymore. Let's tear it down. Not anymore, Jesse. You are 
fuck it. Don't I've ever seen one. Anyway. You're done. Also, just because it was ridiculous, I thought. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a lingering speculation. Jesse faked his own death and someone else was bur- buried in his grave. Uh, over the years, several different men claimed to be Jesse James that in 1955, uh, scientists seeking to resolve the question of who was bur- buried in Jesse's grave exhumed his supposed remains from Mount Olive Cemetery in Kearney, Missouri. Uh, the remains had been transferred there in 1902 from the original burial site on the James family farm. Mm-hmm. After conducting DNA testing, the researchers concluded the exhumed remains were almost certainly those of the 19th century outlaw. You idiots. Yep. Yeah. People are dumb. Are dumb. Like, well, no, it's the same thing for A.J. Holmes, too. That's true. It's the same for, like, a lot of people. It's like, yeah. No, he got away. Hitler. Tupac. I mean, Jesus. Hitler got away. Like, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Literally Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, church people. I didn't even think about it. That's funny. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um... Okay, yeah. So I'll kind of pick up where you left off. Yee. That's actually a good little transition. We didn't even plan that. I know. Give me Holy the ghost. shit. Okay. Ghosty shit. So, as you just said, the Jesse James Farm and Museum um, uh-huh. is... What? I said, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> it's located excited. at 21216 James Farm Road in Kearney's, Kearney, Missouri. So that's, they got their own fucking name of the road. Okay. Um, it said that the James Farm, uh, where the notor- notorious outlaw obviously grew up, is completely haunted <laughs> um it's they don't think that yeah. it's um like particular people like mm-hmm. just his mother just his father just his brother, brother like whatever it's like a shit ton of people because there was a lot of shit that yeah, happened in that, of inside of that it. house and yeah like around it yeah ridiculous lo- amount of people um Sorry. Well, I kind of had some of the same stuff on here. Okay. So hold on. Uh, okay. So yeah. So we're going to kind of skip the first part of it. So the James family farm has said, it has said to have been haunted. Mm-hmm. That was a really mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. weird sentence right there. You, okay. uh, for more, <laughs> no. All right. Help. Uh, for more than a century. Um, evidently home to a number of lingering spirits, like I said. Um, and also lights are said to move about both inside and outside of the property buildings. But not along just the property buildings, but uh-huh. along the entire property. Oh. Um, others report hearing the sounds of pounding hooves, like horses, horses. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, muffled shots and cries that are reminiscent of the area history dating back to the events of the Civil War, obviously. So yeah. you can kind of still hear um, like war sounds is mm-hmm. what they call them, I guess. Um, war, to- sounds. war sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, today, wide arrays of mysterious happenings occur in the house. Reports are frequent that lights are seen inside the building after um, long after it's been locked up for the evening. And movements are often seen which are never registered on a security monitoring system. Hmm. So that's a little terrifying. Yeah. Like you can tell shit's been moved, but nothing gets caught on the security cam. Yeah. Um, staff reports that feelings of a pre- presence within the home are extremely intense. Um, they've also um, been present when doors have been slammed and slammed, slammed closed oh. on their own. <laughs> yeah. <Yuck>. Words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's happening? I just out, blacked out for a second. Um, others report that on foggy mornings... You can hear hushed voices and the sounds of restless horses um, from the nearby woods. How fucking terrifying do you think that would be to walk out on a foggy morning Very and all of a sudden terrifying. you hear just like men whispering and horses kind of like like doing like the little, I don't know. They kind of like 
prance trotting kind of like move you know how like horses don't just fucking stand still yeah they just, just like back constantly and forth, move yeah. yeah and then they're like <sighs> like yeah. you can hear them just like constantly mm-hmm. moving yeah so hush voices wow. and sounds of restless horses um however they when they follow up and then go into the fucking woods Why? don't do that don't go in the there fucking are multiple, forest there are multiple reports stay of people, sexy like, don't get murdered stay out of the fucking forest exactly but I there's swear. multiple people like i didn't even fucking write it down because i'm like you guys are dumbasses like yeah really like do not go into the woods yeah. i don't care if it's a foggy morning or not um obviously there's no one there there's no signs of disturbance, tracks, anything, movement whatsoever. Um, so one account is... Um, so like I said, around the entire uh, area, not just the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, so one guy s- said twice during the last 15 years... So not a lot happening, yeah. apparently. It hasn't seen this much. Yeah. Uh, but my neighbor and I have seen a bluish white light about the size of a softball traveling in the trees and creek bed. Um, it's um, west of like what is original, what the part of the original farm or its border was. So it's like on the border oh. of the James's farm. Um, both times it traveled from east to west. Um, brush movement, movement sounds were prevalent. Uh, both times they have been within an hour um, after the sunset, which is re- weird to them. They're yeah. like, okay, so just when it gets dark, like as yeah. it's getting dark, within an hour of that, it, there's the light. Um, and then the light was estimated to be hovering at what would have been about 8 to 15 feet above the creek bed. So that's not like someone with a flashlight. <laughs> um, and then the light disappeared as quickly as it appeared. Um, and they've yet to find a reasonable explanation for what they saw, of course. Hmm. Um and so, so um, experts or I guess like kind of ghost hunter people, they say that it's supposedly not, um, Zarelda does not like it when people mess with the things in the newer part of the farmhouse. <laughs> so they actually like kind of, a, I think um, it kind of had a little addition to it and they kind of took it down because it was rotted away, but then they added a new part to it. Mm-hmm. And they also covered the house on, um, like when they remodeled it, they kind of put new siding on it, oh. but they left like a back corner of it undone so you can see what the original house would have mm-hmm. looked like which is kind of cool so it's like yeah. kind of cut into a weird shape but yeah um yeah so i mean it's just literally a tiny little farmhouse like yeah. it does not look gigantic whatsoever mm-hmm. um which i guess most houses back then were not um so yeah so in the newer part of the farmhouse a uh, a rocking chair will rock by itself and if you turn a portrait of jesse around to face the wall um, something will turn it back around to face the front. Again. No. So it's like, okay, just don't face pictures the weird way. No, no, no. Um, and then a couple more of uh, the tours. So they do give tours there. Um, mm-hmm. I think they just do regular tours. And I think during some seasons they do haunted tours, but mm-hmm. they weren't really exact on when they do those. Yeah. Um, so one of the people, whatever, um, told us that one day when she was getting ready to give a tour and there was nobody inside the house, she, along with the tourists, heard a loud crash inside. Somehow the phone um, seemed to have been thrown across the room, which I don't think would just happen on its own. No. No, I don't think phones just randomly fly across the room. Some will explode. Right? But But yeah, it's like, they're like, well, it's a small enough house you can literally see, and there's just acreage on either side of it, so it's not like you can run into the woods really quick and be hidden. It's like a good, like, not mile, but like yardage until the yeah. woods. So you could see someone running if they were in there. Um, and then she also told about a man getting his picture taken on one side of the house next to a window. 
and apparently after developing the film, he saw what appeared to be two outlaw-looking men standing there with him. Uh, but they weren't there when he was actually taking the photo. Hmm. So for that one, I'm not sure if it was like in the fo- in the window, like standing inside and mm. like looking out the window, because there's also another picture of that, and it kind of looks like um, Zorelda's latest husband, mm. like her third husband. Dr. Reuben. Yeah, the one, the, the only one to survive. <laughs> her other two died uh, prematurely. Well, the, middle, oh, the middle one died. The well, son? the first one. Wait, what? No, the husband's. Her, her husband. Her one, first husband. Her went first to, husband died. The second one uh, also was, died. He was, yeah, but he was kind of a jerk. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, who cares about him? Yeah. I mean, he yeah, he also died yeah. um, before they were like, you know, divorced mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, so the third one stuck apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there was uh, multiple pictures online and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can really see it in there. There is yeah. one that does look like a man with a beard kind mm-hmm. of standing in the window, but it's very hard to see. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it on. Oh, okay. So, um. Obviously, until 1978, the James Farn was owned by the descendants of of Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by then, the elements had just about claimed the farm, so it was basically ruins. Yeah. Clay County purchased the home uh, from Jesse's grandchildren, and the restoration had begun. Uh, by the next summer after that, visitors were once again welcomed to the farm. Many visitors expressed an interest in how they could help with the restoration of the farm. So a lot of people, once again, are like, hey, we fucking love Jesse James. Let me help out. Blah, blah, blah. Don't don't love don't, Jesse James. Don't. Um, that's interesting for Missouri history, but he's not a good right? person. Right, <laughs> not a good person. Um, and then obviously, I if you want more info or whatever about the museum or about Jesse, obviously you can Google stuff. But they have mm-hmm. an actual website for the museum. It's just www.jessejames.org. Mm-hmm. So it's super simple. Um, and then I also thought it was kind of funny um, how you kind of said that she, his mom, would like show people his grave and stuff mm-hmm. so they actually made money off of him yeah um frank james his brother he mm-hmm. quote-unquote merchandised his past so anything that he had collected from like the years of being brother. with his brother he would yeah. like sell it off and like tell people that it was like jesse's stuff too yeah and um so uh he's actually shown at like in a picture he's shown at the age of 70 before uh, just before the gate of the farm um yeah. where curious spectators would pay 50 cents to see the farm or or just for a little bit more money they could even buy one of the pebbles from Jesse's grave. Okay yeah. so and I was thinking like well they're going to fucking run out right after like the first 100 or 200 people. Yeah. Um no his mom would just go to the creek and get new pebbles and put them on top of his grave and then just resell them. <gasps> so like they're not even like original pebbles. No. It's just oh it happened to have touched his grave and that was it. <laughs> but yeah so they think um funny. because he was like taken away from the farm um that that's possibly like one of the lingering people there because obviously it was his home and everything. Yeah. Um, but then things just still keep happening even though he's been like moved for a really long fucking time. <laughs> They're yeah. like, well, why didn't he leave or go to Mount Olive or whatever now? But yeah. Nope. Someone's mm. still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multiple people. But yeah, there. that's it. That's There's not a lot of ghosty stuff. Well, I mean, there is, but it's, it's all pretty like, much the same stuff yeah. as like shit moves in there. <laughs> They don't really have, like, apparitions that show up and touch people or anything, which is good, to, in yeah. my mind. No touching is involved, yeah. which is great. Oh. Just see a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I just looked up, for some reason, I was just looking up mm-hmm. um, Jesse Edwards James, his son. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned out to be a lawyer, 
in like a <laughs> kind of a stand-up guy. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it. Mm-hmm. But it says, <laughs> it's very interesting, after uh, Jesse's death, they came uh, and lived in Kansas City where they were taken under the wing of Thomas T. Crittenden Jr., the son of Governor Thomas Theodore Crittenden, who had signed uh, that. Uh, Basically, he, Jesse's yeah. death warrant. Yeah, <laughs> who signed Jesse's death warrant? Wow. Um, yeah. So he had he married he had four daughters too. Holy crap! The last one died in ninety one. Sunday, December twenty first, ninety one. That's weird. Yeah, all born in like big like nineteen like three nineteen hundred to nineteen oh eight was the youngest one. Wow. Yeah. Insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Should yeah. There's like a whole weird like theory behind the Jesse James killing and stuff too. Yeah. Like how? Cr- oh like, wait, no, he was acquitted for train robbery at some point. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like other people were like um, part of it as well. Yeah. Like cops and everything were totally yeah. like corrupt, and they just wanted to do anything to get him off the streets. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. well, he deserved it. So here we go. interesting. Cool. A lot of extra stuff. Okay. Um. Fun, fun fact, or do you got a tip? Or I can. I mean, it's kind of a fun fact, not okay. a Casey fun fact, but yeah, a little bit of tip. Oh, let me do the tip your first. Tip, yeah. Okay, so mine is totally unrelated to anything, obviously. Um, so uh, I'm going along with the crafting thing still. Kind mm-hmm. of did a crafty one last time. I'm just getting in the crafty mood. Crafty, um, you're a crafty one over there. <laughs> it's a crafty. Uh, I try to be. Um, so. Now that summer's over, if you guys have any more of those um, pool noodles, the floaty toys yeah. that you don't use anymore, or maybe you're just they're just dollar ones anyway, you don't really have to keep those around. Yeah. Um, so you, there's a lot of shit you can make with pool noodles, which is kind of cool. Um, so one, you can stop your doors from slamming if you have little tiny children's. Um, yeah. Kind of cut them into little pieces and then cut them in like long ways, like hot dog style. <laughs> Ah. Cut those and cut those like slit ways and then they can fit around doorways so you have a little bit of a gap in between your doors and your door frame so little fingers can't get pinched. Um, That's like a usual one. Um, You can use them to keep your boots, uh, help your boots keep their shape. Oh. So this is good for like a fall and winter. You just stick those in there. You can like put stuff in there with it like. um, Tissue paper. Well, newspaper. like tissue paper. Yeah, you can like wrap them to make them look prettier, but who cares? Who, yeah. um, but no, they um, you can put like the deodorizer in there too. Oh, so it kind of helps yeah. them like stay up and open. And with the pool noodle still, you can still have the hole in it. So it's yeah. like it still aerates it a little bit. Yeah. Um, you can. So like they always make fun of me when we're playing games that I have to have a little hands thing for mm-hmm. cards. Because <laughs> it's literally just one little stick that has yeah. a fl- like you can fan <laughs> them out. Apparently you can use pool noodles for that too. If oh, you just yeah. like cut little um, cut them, yeah. parts of it and then you just cut it kind of down the middle a little bit. You can just use push cards in there. I know that's kind of hard to describe. Basically when you're holding it, it looks like a circle. Yeah. And the cards kind of sit there. Um, make bath time more fun. You can just kind of... Um, tape them up to the bath walls and like put funnels in them and like let the kids pour water and do oh. weird shit in there. I was like, mm, okay, I would have never thought of that. Taking a pool noodle to bath time. Yeah. Um, you can use them for headband holders. You can literally just kind of cover them in cute paper oh, okay. or yeah. any kind of fabric and just put like, they're really good for like kids headbands too. So like if you have children who mm-hmm. have a shit ton of headbands or anything. Um, where was this other? Oh, cover springs on a trampoline. So that's a good... Oh, yeah. I love that one because yeah, I've seen I fucking that. hated the trampoline when we were younger. Jesus. It was our neighbor's trampoline. I always thought I was going to get pinched. So do that. But then there's also um, 
they made uh, birch tree logs out of some pool noodles and i was just like holy cow so basically you just do kind of like a paper mache on the uh pool noodles Hmm. and then you can paint them and do whatever you need and you they literally just look like tree logs yeah it's kind of cool it's kind of neat um you can also cut them into different shapes like cut it into kind of like a round heart shape and slice it and you can use those as drink markers oh yeah. yeah and you can also cut them and put little votives in them and they will float oh yeah and you can make like I mean, like they don't—they don't use like real ones. They use yeah. like the battery-operated ones. Yeah. Um, and then you can use it, like put them, tie them to a bucket or something, and you can use that as like a little cooler inside your pool too, mm-hmm. or in the or at the lake, whatever or in one your you want to bath. Do. Or in your bath. There you, you go. Could make Dude, a, a floating you could, cooler in your bath. You could make your wine glass float. There you go. Yeah. Be yeah. Pretty neat. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you That's go. it. Yeah. Okay. Now I get a real Casey, Casey fun, fun fact. Fun, Casey fun fact. Uh, is the the holiday. H O L L A D A Y distillery. Oh, okay. In um, Western Missouri. Uh, it is the oldest distillery west of the Mississippi River. Wow. Mm-hmm. And is still located on its original site uh, as the proud home of McCormick's Distilling Company. Ah. Um, that uh, fire shrine that we had that one time. Yeah. In the 360 vodka as yeah. well. We'll get to that. Um, for the first time in 30 years, the distillery is again distilling bourbon on site with the same 160-year-old recipe. They are home to over 60 products like the uh, fully sustainable and eco-friendly 360 vodka. Uh, upon visiting the distillery, guests can sample a few products bottled in-house, including Tequila Rose, which we already had. Mm-hmm. So also that one. Yeah. Um, Kiki Beach. Which I'm just like, uh, excuse me, what? So we can have that. <laughs> right. Uh, Triple Crown and Broker's Gin. Oh. Yeah. It's just going to be like cheaper. Um, the holiday experience offers a unique opportunity to explore 160 years of history and experience real Missouri bourbon being made. I want it. I want it. Um, <laughs> I want it all. You'll see the limestone spring first discovered by Lewis and Clark in 1804. Um, you'll step inside the still house that dates back to the mid 1800s where Benjamin Holiday first started using that limestone water to make bourbon. You'll see the bonded warehouses where the barrels are aged and take a peek into the world class. I don't know about that. Let's settle down. Uh, <laughs> bottling facilities. We're <laughs> also still in Missouri. I mean, world probably, class. probably, yeah, you know, you know uh, facility where all the McCormick products are bottled and labeled. Uh, most importantly, you will see smell taste and touch real Missouri bourbon being made using the original recipe from 160 years ago. Why would you touch the bourbon? Unless it's talking about the barrels. Yeah, maybe. Just you rub the barrel just, 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 really just stick your hand in it first. It's the full it. effect. Just stick your full finger Boop. in there. Um, tours are now... a salt to the flavor too. <laughs> Brings out, nice, brings out all the flavors. Add some salt. <laughs> Gross. Tours are now being offered for the first time in over 20 years. Uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And it only costs $10 a person. Children 12 and under are free. Um, hold on. Uh, I, re- I put that copy. one years old and no. young. Okay. Children 12 and under 12 are and free. Under. All right. Maybe. Is it legal to drink at 13 over there? No, <laughs> like Weston, what's going on over there? What the hell, um, Weston? I mean, that's kind of cool, I guess. If you can yeah, still go kind of visit it and stuff. But. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Um, reservations are recommended, but not required. Feel free to make a reservation online, over the phone, or walk in. For groups of 12 or more, call them. 
So you don't walk in. Do it. They're a group of 12. And just be like, we want to do this. Fuck you. No. No, even if you have like six people, you should call. Yes. Because. An abnormal amount of people. Yeah. That's still, it's like, that's a gang of people. <laughs> that's a gang of people. Yeah. It's a gaggle. You know. Gaggle. Hey, that's what yeah. I called it, the gaggle of ladies gaggle. this morning. <laughs> it's a gaggle. Gaggle of ladies. Uh, uh, you can find it at 1 McCormick Lane in Weston, Missouri, 64098. Uh, call them at 816-640-3056. Holiday, H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y, distillery.com. Find them on Facebook at Holiday Distillery. Uh, Sorry, I just realized Twitter. it's holiday, like holla. Yeah. Holla. <laughs> I just. These make it holla. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Twitter and Instagram, holiday1856. Cool. Yeah. And they've got a bunch more tequila bunch for me to drink. Yeah, lots of stuff. Very excited. We'll have to go through the entire mm-hmm. list. We can just make a giant checklist. Yeah. And then the just start ones. checking it off we, of everything that we've get, tried. We'll get drunk and then we'll send them a drunk email. Like, hey, can you give us free stuff, please? Right. We'll talk about please it. Please and thank you. On our podcast. Okay. That's okay. all? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's Casey. Casey. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, please don't forget to subscribe, review, and continue to listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If we're not on your favorite podcast directory, please let us know. You can chat with us on Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to keep the local liquor, food, and podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon at That's KC Pod. If you have any suggestions for local Missouri or Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, and thank you to Brian Lawson for the intro beat. Okay, bye!